Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Slew of new emojis are coming. Seems like every day there's always new emojis. Well, now there's a salute, a melting face, troll, bubbles. And the bubbles are really interesting to me because it turns out that if you put the peach emoji along with bubbles, what do you think that is? Anybody think about it? What is it? That's someone making stinkies. That's right. See, isn't the internet great? What would we do without these emojis? I mean, it's more than we ever could imagine. Even babies are hopping online. That's right. They Google Gaga. Mm-hmm. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a, another hour of the Kim Commando Show. It's the nation's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. You can find us on over 420 top stations from coast to coast. We're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just as a reminder, you just search for my last name, Commando, and the show will probably pop up. And then, of course, you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast for your convenience. You get all three hours commercial free over at getkim.com. And a special thank you goes out to all of our listeners on in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and Space Force, who are listening to the Kim Commando Show, on the American Forces Network Radio. And just a quick reminder, if you're just too shy to come on a big-time radio show and podcast, get that. You can always drop me your questions over on the website, commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. And I know you leave me your questions all over social media, but and we do get to those. But the quickest and easiest way to get your note to me is just by doing it the old school way. Head over to the website and then click that button that says email Kim. All right, every single day, every single day of my life, even on the weekends, I visit all these different websites and I read white papers and I look at press releases and I always want to be ahead of this tech race. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about future tech, where tech is heading, new developments, that's going to change how you use your technology in the future, not overnight, but things that are coming. And the big thing that science fiction writers consistently got wrong were the robots, right? Most thought that we would have these humanoid robots right now. I mean, we had George Jetson's housekeeper, remember her, Rosie? Uh, Robin Williams played the robotic butler, Andrew and Bicentennial Man. They've been the stuff of movies for decades. So where are the robots that will do all of our cleaning, um, pick up our messes, put things together, maybe even drive us places or take us places or carry the groceries up, up the hill, whatever it is. So enter Elon Musk. He unveiled his new humanoid Optimus robot that Musk said would be, his quote, a fundamental transformation for civilization as we know it. Okay. Those are some big robotic shoes right there, okay? A fundamental transformation for civilization as we know it. So he rolled out Optimus, merged from this, this behind the wall, these two robotic hands doing that heart shape, took a few steps back, uh, waved to the crowd, and then did the whole raise the roof dance move. And then Elon Musk said it was the first time that the robot had walked without a tether. Wow. Okay, 99% of all the online critics mocked the Tesla robot. I mean, think about this. Honda had one 20 years ago that nobody wanted in their house. Boston Dynamic Bots, those are pretty amazing. Superior, far superior to the Tesla bot. 
And then the whole thought is, well, the Tesla bot has AI built in. You know what? Elon Musk, he does a lot of great things and he is beyond genius. This, this bot needs a lot of work. Uh, Musk says that it's going to cost less than a Tesla car, less than $20,000. Whoa, a lot of money for a robot to do the raise the roof dance move. We can only hope that it works better than the Tesla autopilot. Uh, number two in our future list is, hey, you no longer have to carry your driver's license. A while back, Apple announced this plan that will allow residents of certain states to have their driver's license or state-issued ID to their Apple wallet on their phones. And you can do that. I, and I will tell you that I have my driver's license in my phone and I needed to show it. I forget where I needed to show it. Someplace. Someplace recently. I don't even remember. And uh, the woman looked at me. She was like, is that your driver's license? She just didn't understand that that was my official driver's license. She thought it was like a Photoshop or something like that. Anyway, it's all part of Apple's long-term plan to replace everything that you carry around, your store loyalty cards, your credit cards, and everything, and to put them all into your Apple wallet. Now, the main benefit is going through TSA checkpoints where you can now just run your digital ID by tapping your phone, which is actually really cool, or your Apple Watch on the TSA scanner. So here are the states where you can put your driver's license into your Apple phone. Okay, there's not a long list, so don't worry, just stick with me. Uh, Arizona, Maryland, Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Hawaii, Iowa, Kentucky, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Utah. So if you live in any of those states, you can now just follow the instructions to add your Apple wallet or to add your driver's license to your Apple wallet. So, but this doesn't mean, by the way, that you can stop carrying around your physical ID, okay? Uh, what they say is that it doesn't work if you're ever pulled over. That wasn't why I needed to show it. Um, you still might need to show your driver's license when you're donating blood because, after all, it's a blood drive. Uh, number three in our list, oh, future tech. This is going to happen. I thoroughly believe it. Advertisements that move from city to city. Okay. You have to imagine this. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a satellite advertisement. In the future, satellites are going to be set to fly information in space in such a way that they're going to reflect sunlight and show commercials in the sky and then move from city to city. Now, a research report wondered whether satellites could fly long enough. I read it. This is fascinating stuff. And in enough different formations over these cities to make money back from the advertising to cover their R&D and also the launch costs and everything like that. So imagine satellites forming a Coca-Cola logo. Okay, we had this already with drones. So having with satellites isn't that far off. It's going to show for one minute on top of a city. Everybody in the city can see this logo or this commercial. And then it's going to move to the next city, the next city, and the next city. The researchers calculated that the daily space advertising revenue would reach approximately $2 million. I think, it's, I think that's low. $2 million a day. They said that a single mission operating for 91.5 days would generate a net income of $112 million. That's after expenses. Wow, isn't that something? Don't worry, I'm not going to tell a satellite joke. That one would be over your head and they just never land. 
Number four on our list of five things is no more flat tires. You ever drive over a nail or screw and you risk the tire going flat? <laughs> Happens to me more than once. Uh, tire maker Michelin's been working on developing the airless tire. And a couple of years ago, they showed off a prototype. It's called Uptis. It's kind of a weird name, but it stands for, of course it does, Unique Puncture Proof Tire System. Uptis. Uh, no air means no more flats or blowouts. And then they're also talking about the tires being smart. So as tires are going over a pothole, it's going to say, oh, that was a pothole, and then send an alert to the city, send an alert to other drivers, and also self-driving cars to not go over the pothole. So if all goes well from development to regulatory approval, the plan for the tires hit the market in 2024. You know, until then, always be prepared for a flat and keep certain vegetables handy just in case, like a spare, I guess. I spare, I guess. I spare. I spare, I guess. <sighs> Tough crowd. Okay, finally, this last, coming in at number five, shopping carts are getting even smarter. You know the drill. You go to the supermarket, grab a cart, go through the aisles, put a whole bunch of stuff in the cart, and then you take everything out of the cart to put it on the conveyor belt so that it can be scanned, and then only to put it in bags to put it back into your cart. A lot of work. There's got to be a better way. Albertsons is putting self-checkout grocery carts. The carts are made by Vive, a Seattle-based company founded by two former senior Amazon managers, they say, a couple years ago. The carts are loaded with tech. You get the cart, you go up and down the aisle, but these shopping carts use cameras and sensors to tally whatever you buy and whatever you take off the shelves. There's no checkout line, not even a self-checkout line, because that's a total hassle too. I used that the other day. It's like... Okay, does it really work? Uh, Amazon launched its own dash cards. Of course they did. Uh, Kroger's going to have them soon. Uh, not soon enough. My husband and I were watching a man pushing a shopping cart with a ladder on it down the street. And my husband said, uh, do you think he asked to borrow the cart or do you think he just stole it? And I said, I think it's the ladder. Okay, that one was good. I heard you laugh. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about how you can search for a specific website, a specific website, rather, using Google search. Uh, we're going to talk about James Bond tech. Yes, that's now available to us. We're going to talk about the best apps to convert old photos and negatives to digital. And then, oh, later on, it's something we've talked about on the show, and I've been getting a lot of questions again about it, is how you can make money online being an online juror. And, of course, you have more of me. We have more of your great phone calls here on The Kim Commando Show. Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And I know you can Google for help. And I'd love to help you because that's my passion. I've been doing it for over 20 years now, helping all kinds of people from all walks of life, getting a better handle on your technology. But sometimes it's too hard for me to answer a question and to give you step-by-step -step instruction here on a national radio show and podcast because it's sometimes people just need to be there. You know what I'm talking about. People need to like sit in front of your computer or get on your computer and fix whatever the problem is. And that's why we've launched getkimshelp.com. Once again, that's getkimshelp.com. I've partnered with some tech experts. I trust them. You should too. If they don't fix your problem, you don't have to pay them. It's that good. And they can fix most problems in 10 minutes or less. The address is getkimshelp.com. And so whether it's a problem with your Wi-Fi, your printer, your smartphone, your computer, your TV, your smart speaker, Whatever connected device it is, you can trust the people at getkimshelp.com. It's an affordable way to make sure that your computer is going to be fixed. Whatever it is, is going to be working without any hassles. 
Again, the address is getkimshelp.com, getkimshelp.com. All right, how about we start with Catherine in Stockton, California. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Kim. I appreciate you taking my call. Anytime. I wanted to know, you know, I've seen on some of these court TV things of judges where people can print out their messages and text, Mm -hmm. and I need to do that. There's a couple of, um, you know, different text things I need to print out so I have a copy of it, you know, in paper form. And I was wondering if it's hard to do. Um, I don't like to do screenshots. There's too I many. Know. And, you know, and then it gets up a hassle because you do a screenshot and then you got to scroll up and then do another screenshot. Do mm-hmm. scroll, and you're like, oh, there's got to be a better way. Well, luckily there is. And you came to the right place. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Um, there's a, a program. Um, are, well, are you using iPhone or Android? Which one are you using? iPhone. Okay. Um, on an iPhone, the program is called iExplorer. And so just oh, like okay. just like we have like everything with Apple iMac, right? iPhone. Well, now they're now they're kind of veering AirPods, whatever it may be. Uh, but it's go, so it's iExplorer, and it's an app, mm-hmm. and it's really easy to use. Uh, it's gonna back up as well as transfer all your messages, and it gets the the audio and the. I mean, gets well, I guess it would get the audio too. Gets the photos and any videos that are also mm-hmm. attached to it. And so then you're going to, it can it, it can export it as a PDF file, and then you can actually print that out after that point. Oh, okay. okay. So, so, so I just go to the it. App Store and get the iExplorer? Yes, we have links to it on our website. But if, So if you ever need any oh. more help, if you want the direct link, I can. You know, why don't we do this? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a link, or I guess Amber can probably give you a link to iExplorer. I just want to make sure that you go to the right one. Because so often, right. so often these product yeah. names they look the same and they sound the same. I know. And then they're. And look- I'm 76, and I get confused <laughs> easily. No, <laughs> don't say that. 76 is the new 50. You know that. Come on. Oh, I wish I felt that way. Oh. <laughs> I know. No, I'm doing fine. I'm doing Zell and Zoom, and I'm learning a lot during this okay, pandemic. Hey. Trust me. I mean, you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. Although the pandemic's uh-huh. over, so now you, it's time for you to start going out a little bit more. But um, why don't we give Catherine a direct link in the App Store to iExplorer so this way we make sure that she gets the right one for everybody else. Uh, we have links to it as well as SMS backup if you're on Android, if you want to do the same thing. And that's the program that we recommend to not only back up your text messages, but to have copies to print whatever you might want to do with them. It's because uh, it is a hassle doing those screenshots. And Catherine, thank you so much for your call. All right. Have you ever searched for something at a particular website and you know it's there, but for some reason, the search bar on the site isn't giving you what you know is there or the answer. Well, here's a great workaround that will also help you dig way deep into any website content. So what you can do is you go to google.com, you can find whatever you want. But what this trick does is you're only going to search one website. So let's say you're looking for Netflix secret codes on my website. So at Google, you type in the site name, which is, well, you type in the site name, but you type in site, then colon, and then commando.com. And then after that, you would say Netflix secret codes. And so it's only going to search commando.com for secret codes. So again, it's this, you use the word site and then call S-I-T-E and then colon, and then whatever the site name is and then a space, and then whatever phrase that you're looking for. And it's really a fantastic way for you to um, really drill down into one website if you know that the search bar just isn't working. 
All right, coming up in just a few moments, Ali Selgman, our amazing content queen, is going to be joining us when we talk about James Bond tech, which you can buy right now here on The Kim Commando Show. In just a few moments, we have a great tip, the best apps to convert old photos and negatives to digital, because I know you have them laying around. It's time to get them going. Okay, girlfriend, boyfriend, let's do it. And then later on, online jury members, how you can make some money doing that. Now, we're going to talk about James Bond. I did some little fun facts about James Bond. Yes, there's the music. It's, a, of course, a fictional British Secret Service agent created in 1953 by who? Yes, Ian Fleming. Uh, films are one of the longest continually running film series. They've grossed over $7 billion in total. Uh, it's the fifth highest grossing film series to date. Started in what year? Anybody? 1962 with what movie? Dr. No, starring who? Sean Connery as James Bond. Uh, in 2015, the series was estimated to be worth $19.9 billion. Might as well say $20 billion making James Bond one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time. So James Bond is huge. And joining us right now here on the Kim Commando Show is our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. So what's your favorite James Bond? Who is it? Mm, I think Sean Connery. When I think of James Bond, that's I who I think. I know. I love that accent. Dan- yeah. How about Daniel Craig? I mean... Yes. Pierce nice Bronson. Nice to look at. Oh, Pierce Bronson. I mean, all of them are, right? Yeah, they are. It's hard to find a bad James Bond. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, it's so James Bond tech, right? James Bond tech, yeah. So when we say James Bond, what do you think of? Uh, cars. Cars, chases, yeah. beautiful women. Um, Shaken, not stirred. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then all the high tech stuff, which is really cool. And, you know, since the movie's debuted in the 60s, there has been so many, there have been so many different iterations of crazy things that they have in these movies. And it's been so long that a lot of those things exist in real life now, which is really cool. And this is a really fun one for us to be doing because this week on Tech Refresh, I called myself Bad News Alley because yes. we've got bad apps and we've got ransomware and we've got this and that. And isn't it fun to just talk about some fun tech yes, stuff? Yes, exactly. Week? Okay. Let's start with an underwater car. Okay. This was inspired by The Spy Who Loved Me in 1977 starring Roger Moore. So Bond drives this car. It's a Lotus Esprit Turbo. He drives it off a dock to escape from a killer. The wheels tuck in, fins pop out. It becomes a submarine. Okay, we're not quite there, but there is something similar. Um, By the way, the prop car used in that movie, guess who bought it for a million dollars at auction? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Elon Musk. Elon Musk did? He did. You know, I almost said Bill Gates. Close. But uh, that's interesting. I yeah. wonder what he's, he probably has it like in, although he doesn't have any homes anymore. Because he sold all his houses. <laughs> it's got to be something. Maybe you put it in storage. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's at like a SpaceX exhibit. <laughs> so in 2008, a Swiss car designer unveiled something called the Scuba. And it's basically this, they call it an amphibious vehicle. So it can drive on land like normal, and then it can float on the water. And then it can actually go underwater. Um it's not quite the same. You can't be in it and it's all airtight because turns out making an airtight car is a little bit too hard. So the top is open. It oh. does propel underwater, but you have to be in scuba gear. Oh, okay. Well, there's yeah. a little wop wop. Now, so if you ever go to Santa Barbara, mm. they have something called the Land Sea Adventure. So they pick you up and all everybody, it's like a party bus. Okay. Everybody gets on the party bus. They probably like 30 people on it. Music. 
everybody's drunk. (laughs) Of course. Okay. So they drive around Santa Barbara and then they go to the dock and then they drive into the ocean (gasps) and then it floats around and they drive around the harbor and all this other stuff. And then you go, then they go back out, back onto land. It's actually pretty cool. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it is. Maybe they got one of these uh, scubas. Exactly. Yeah. Smartphones. Now, today it's not crazy technology, but 1997, Tomorrow Never Dies, Bond, his phone, it's an Ericsson phone, and it's got a fingerprint scanner. Back then, that did not exist. Oh, wow. I never realized that. Yeah, but he's used his his fingerprint scanner. He could also use the phone to control his BMW from the back seat in the movie. Not even Elon Musk has gotten us there yet. Not yet. Maybe soon. This one is so cool. X-ray glasses. So the movie, 1999, The World is Not Enough. And Bond uses x-ray glasses to basically see into people's suits and see what they have. Here we are, 14 years later, and Epson and a company called Avena Medical made something called the Eyes On Glasses System. This is wild. I had no idea this was real, and it's really cool. So basically, it lets doctors and nurses look at a patient's skin under their skin to see where they should put an IV. Oh, you know what? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I've seen that. Yeah, it's really cool. So basically, it emits beams of light. It's it's something you wear on your head. There's a visor. It emits beams of light that can be absorbed by your veins, but not by your skin. And then the cameras see where the light got absorbed, and they, in real time, make a map of where all your blood vessels are in your body that the doctor or nurse wearing can see, and then they can give you an IV. So instead of just like, you know... Poking around. Yeah, poking around. <laughs> yeah. okay. Whoops, missed. Sorry, we're going to try again. Well, <laughs> don't worry, you'll be bruised for a week. It's all right. You'll be fine. Jetpacks. We have to talk about jetpacks, right? Yes. They debuted in Thunderball in 1995. Um, Bond used one to escape from a bad guy, you know. The cool part is, in that movie, it was actually a working jetpack. Was it? Yeah. So these had been around, you know, in fiction for years and years, and they knew they wanted the real thing in the movie. So engineers worked on it. It was called the Bell Textron Rocket Belt. It was actually developed first for the Army, and it used hydrogen peroxide as fuel, and it could send the person wearing it 33 feet in the air. How long? That's the downside. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> max flight time, 21 seconds on Ooh. that. And the top speed was only 15 miles an hour. So not that impressive. We are getting closer to safe, efficient jetpacks. We're not quite there, but it's gotten a lot better since the 60s. Um, there is a fire district uh, where paramedics are using basically jetpacks that allow them to get to people that are stranded in remote areas. These ones can go 85 miles an hour. Um, they can send you 20 feet in the air, flight time, 10 minutes. Well, you know, there's that guy that keeps, they keep finding over LAX. I know. In the jetpack. <laughs> Him too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and he's, he's like two or 3,000 feet up in the air. It's insane. Yeah, which is um, probably a really bad idea by one of the most busiest airports in the, uh, in the world to be sitting there in a jetpack, you know, near the runways. Yeah, kind of like a, a fly in a windshield yes, kind of situation. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. That might be my worst nightmare, being yeah. up in a, in a jetpack. Oh, that's right, because you are afraid of heights. <laughs> I am indeed. Microchip implants. These are big in the 2006 Casino Royale movie. So Judy Dench has Bond, Bond implanted basically with something that can say where he is, what his vitals are. And when you think about it, it's funny because our phones actually do a lot of that, and smartwatches do a lot of that stuff. Your heart rate, even your oxygen, things like that. But there are a lot of really crazy medical implants now that can do things like deliver medicine, 
Uh, they can measure your blood glucose, and it's just under your skin all the time. There are even ones for spinal cords that let people that are paraplegics walk again. Wow, that's so, you know, it, you know that that the the implant that you mentioned, yeah, about the location, the blood, and all this. There, there, there is a theory that that's always implanted in a president. Really? Yeah. That this way they that it's it's they know exactly what's going on with the president of the United States their vitals, everything at all time, location, and there, there, is an, there is a chip implant. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just saying, like, I've seen that theory float around for many mm. years. All right. Okay. One more science one. Okay. This one, I think, is so awesome. This is probably my favorite on the list. Bionic hands. So you mentioned Dr. Oh, no. Yes. These, this was some of the first tech in the movies because Dr. No had bionic robotic hands. Um, he did some radiation experiments, lost his hands. I didn't know this. Today's prosthetic limbs... They can restore more than 90% of original function. 90%. Wow. Can you Isn't believe that, that? That's amazing. They adjust really naturally to things like force and speed and grasp. And the most advanced ones, they can even, they connect to nerves. So you have feeling. Wow. Like in the hands. Isn't that incredible? That is. Yeah. It's really something. It just reminds me of when, if you ever look, go online, shop anything at Lululemon, mm -hmm. that they have people with prosthetics. Oh, do they? Yeah, with the clothes. And I just, I think every time I see them, I'm like, that is just so cool. That is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we've come a long way. Yeah, this is a, this is a really fun one. I know. I like that. I yeah. like James Bond. You know how, um, you know James Bond's doorbell? You know what it sounds like? Oh, I can't recall it. It's dong, ding dong. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. I, know. Oh, I should have seen that. Coming. I know. Mm. I know. Well, great job. You know, it's, it is interesting how this movie franchise is, has really taken, it's almost like the, like we did that list about NASA products mm -hmm. that now we have products that we are using every day because of NASA's and inventiveness and engineering and foresight and all that other good stuff. Well, great job as always, Ali Selman, our amazing content queen, and now James Bond expert. We, can we have that music one more time? <laughs> there it is. Okay, see, so now this is when you like you like you sink out of the studio, right? We don't even see shaking, not stirring. Yeah, we just see you like sneak out. We don't even see you move. There she goes. She vanishes. Boom. All right, let's go ahead and do a great tip. This week is brought to you by iDrive. So you have these old photos laying around. I know you do. Okay, and you don't need to go pay for an expensive digitizing service or maybe go out and buy a scanner, because there may be some apps that can do the job for you. Now, if you haven't tried Google's PhotoScan, it's phenomenal. It's a free app for both iOS and Android. You can scan your photos multiple times. It stitches together all the images to remove glare, improve the quality of the final image. Uh, what's fabulous is that you just put the app on your phone and then you can snap pictures of photos inside photo albums, picture frames, so you don't have to take it all apart. You just snap one photo and then take four additional shots according to the app's instructions. And then the algorithm will detect, crop the photo. We've got, of course, instructions on how to do that. Uh, then there's also Microsoft Lens. It's a free business-oriented scanning app that works with documents, whiteboards, business cards, receipts, handwritten memos, anything else. Uh, but it also works with photos, and it automatically corrects things like shadows and odd angles. And again, that's called Microsoft Lens. So you have Google PhotoScan, Microsoft Lens. And finally, there's Filmbox. It's a scanner app for iOS and Android that digitizes your camera's film negatives using just your smartphone. Uh, I will warn you, the first few scans are free. After that, you have to pay for a subscription. 
it's like 40 bucks for two years and then you get unlimited scans, but you may not necessarily need that. Um, just try the Google Photo Scan and the Microsoft Lens. And in case you need some tips on how to use it again, just hit the website over at commando.com. Still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as if you ever thought that you love crime stories and you say, you know what, I always wanted to be on a jury and I could, I could do that and I could do that to make money. Well, you can, surprisingly. I'm gonna tell you how much you can make still to come here on the Kim Commando Show. go with Joe in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi there, Joe. Hello, Kim. Love the show. Well, we thank know you. We don't get to get it till Sunday, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. It's all good. It's all <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. Um, I've got a problem. I'm trying to figure out how do I can take things off of my DVR and possibly edit them and send them up to my father. He's up in Michigan, and he's very technical, I mean, as far as today's technology, he mm -hmm. wants to see it and learn it, but he's not into his having the technology in his house. I see. Okay. I mean, he he still got a VHS, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> so. All right. So you have certain shows on your DVR that you want to mm -hmm. put on a VHS for your dad. Or, or I can probably get him up to. A, I think he's got a DVR or a disc player now, but I'm not sure. You know, let me tell you how to bypass all of that. Okay, because uh -huh. the problem is is pressing the DVDs and then making sure it works in his DVD player. It, right. It's it can be a bit of a hassle, and then he's going to get more frustrated. Right. Um, <laughs> if if I were going to be doing this task with my dad, I uh -huh. would. Um, Buy him a smart TV right. that has YouTube on it. Okay. And probably all the shows that you have on your DVR, they're available on YouTube. And then... More than likely, yeah. And then I'd make a playlist for my dad. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I'd probably... I, what, what I would do is I would make a Google account just for him. and right. And so I would sign into my TV and or a computer and make a Google playlist using his account credentials. And then he can sign into his, he can just go to YouTube on his television, sign into his account, and then everything that you want him to see would be on that playlist. Oh, well, how cool is that? Yeah, so we're not downloading and pressing oh, okay. DVDs and mailing yeah, DVDs. And then, mailing, yeah. Because, uh, and then with, with YouTube on his TV, it's not going to be like he's trying to figure out a computer. He just, on a smart TV, just right. has to hit the YouTube icon. And then if he signs in once, it's gonna his credentials are gonna be saved. So maybe yeah, somebody could somebody help could help him do that. And then you make all your playlists and, and you can add things and he can delete things off the playlist or you can delete things. You can have different playlists, like this is for new tech, this is for just fun oh. shows that I thought you'd like to watch and you know. Well that's cool. It's sort of like a playlist on my iHeart. Exactly. On my phone. Exactly. Oh, cool. So you're gonna have so you're gonna do a playlist, but you're gonna do it on YouTube. Uh and it's uh and he's gonna love it. I think you're gonna love it too, because it's gonna be just a lot easier. And it gives you guys real time stuff to talk about too. Because you can call him up and you say, Hey dad, I just added this amazing show that I think you're really gonna love and he's gonna be like, Son, you're phenomenal. 
and he can watch his shows and he can look for new shows. And then we're not, like I said, we're not doing any DVDs. So that's youtube.com and just make some playlists. And, but again, I would set up an account just for him. So you can, you, so this way, you know, that it works and then, and then you can help him kind of navigate it a little bit too as well. And thank you so much way to make money online. If you like real crime stories, instead of listening or watching one, you can be part of an online jury. Now these mock trial websites, they need people to be pretend jury members because this way, think about attorneys can practice. They can also predict how jurors might vote based on other factors, demographics. So here's how to get started. The requirements are pretty basic. You have to be at least 18 years old, live in the United States, and you cannot be an attorney or a paralegal. So how much money can you make? Well, the cases pay on average a dollar a minute for your time. So you can expect to make anywhere between 20 and 60, 70 dollars per case. Now, three sites to check out are eJury, Jury Test, and Online Verdict. Now, I know those sites, I just rattled them off really fast and you're like, hey, Kim Commando, what were the sites again? So I put together the direct links to these three sites as well as some tips on how to get started. Just use the search tool on my website using the phrase online jury over at commando.com. That's online jury at commando.com. And speaking of, if you're not getting our free newsletters, you're totally missing out. We have breaking news and security alerts and special tips just for Windows, Android, and Apple users. And you can sign up right now over at commando.com slash subscribe. That's where you can find me always at komandio.com.